You are now tuned in to your weekly Bible training series filled with adventure, answers, and revelation. Not for entertainment, but for illumination of the Spirit. Take notes and ask questions with your host, The Remnant. Many of us religiously quote for the will of God to come forth, but don't realize we've done it have not paid it any attention or still prefer self-will to manifest in our life because we don't really know what the will of God is. Now, for all my deep Bible scholars that want to discuss his permissive will versus his perfect will, etc., I'm just keeping it simple tonight so that the people may understand. Let's start with the passage whereby we request for his will, which is found in the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, 10. Of the Lord's Prayer, where we declare, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I pray this segment will pop the fear of those who think accepting the will of God means bondage. It's not what you think. Let's take a look. And also, let's make sure to note that it is important to know and make a wise choice to do the will of God versus how we think things should go based on Matthew 7, 21 through 23, where Jesus plainly says that many will come to him saying, Lord, Lord, didn't I do this or that? I'm paraphrasing this or that in your name. However, they will not enter the kingdom because they did not do the will of God. Christ himself says, for I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me John six and 38. So let's start there because this is the foundation of our profession. If Christ came only to do the will of God, the father, then let's take a look at what's within his coming or plainly put passages that speak on the reason Jesus came. One that immediately comes to mind is found in the gospel according to John, the 10th chapter and the 10th verse, where Jesus says, I have come so that you might have life. He goes on to add life more abundantly. So wait, do you mean it's the Lord's will that we have abundance? Yes. Let's see what else. First Thessalonians 4 and 3, for this is the will of God. Even your sanctification, that you abstain from fornication, that every one of you will know how to possess his or her vessel in sanctification and honor. Now, I know many of you will get caught up right at abstain from fornication part, but don't get caught up with being told not to do something. Focus not so much on the what not to do, but rather more on the why not to do it. Our individual human bodies, this flesh that we dwell in, is constantly at war with the real us, which is your spirit person. Now, I could go deep into how it would be foolish to be fighting your own issues and someone else because you let them in through the act of sexual intercourse. Or we can go even deeper and talk about how when a married couple have sex, the same thing is occurring. And that's why you take an oath to be one flesh and how ultimately your goal should be to observe every part of your mate and see how you can make one another better. 
Listen, just as Solomon, in an account of his actions in the book of Ecclesiastics, sought out to find the meaning of things that happen in life and why we do what we do, I share in that same quest and thirst in that knowledge. And I must admit, even in my own life, after 12 years of fornication, 20 years of celibacy, and three years of marriage, I know that the will, hear me closely, the will of God is that I fully understand that I have the power to control my flesh. Now, why is this such a big deal? Because your flesh, although it honestly is the weakest part of you, will forcefully try to convince your spirit and your soul to do what it says and have you believing it's what you wanted. You will believe it wholeheartedly and then wake up saying, why did I do that? Or years later saying, I regret I did that. This can go for everything concerning your body. The things your flesh speak when you're not feeling well. The way your flesh act when you're upset, the cravings that your flesh have for you to indulge in, whatever. It's the Lord's will that you, 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 the strong you, the spirit you, who will live throughout eternity in either the kingdom of God or as an outcast. It is his will that you master how to control your vessel. That's what's in his will. That you master how to control. Know that you have the power to control your vessel. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 It is also the will of God to give thanks in all things. And I could go further, but I am going to stop right there for now. Remember, these few things that I have shared in his will is only the tip of the iceberg. Trust me, there's a lot more. But he wants you to have self-control. Be prosperous, live healthy, and that you are saved. Listen, when it comes to you, God only have good things in mind. It's his desire that none perish, but all be brought back to repentance. It's his desire that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Amongst other things that will all be beneficial to you. This is your girl, The Remnant, signing off for now, but leaving you with this quote from Romans 12 and 2. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. God bless.